Darling, didn't anyone ever tell you the rules you use to judge yourself aren't real? Hello, hello, good morning. Here we are again, back for another episode. And this this episode, I did an iteration of this last year as well, just talking about New Year's resolutions and how I think about New Year's and making any big changes in my life, really. Um, I don't think you should ever wait for a certain day to start making necessary, healthy changes in your life. I do a lot of reflection and I like to do that on my birthday. I like to do it around New Year's, like why not? But just so it is said, I think that you should always be reflecting and thinking about the direction your life is going. If your current actions continued for the rest of your life, would that be a healthy thing or would that eventually lead you into an unhealthy place? And and to just Always be aware of the direction that you're going because even if you're off path just a little bit, if you follow that far enough, you will be very far from where you want to be. But in the same way, if you stay on the right path and even take small steps towards that goal every single day, every single week, eventually you will get there. One step at a time. That's how it all works. That's how it all happens. So whenever I set goals, especially health goals, I make sure that they aren't vanity metrics. A vanity metric is like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to wear a size two. I want to be able to fit into my old blah, 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 like, like changing the way you look. I want to have abs. I want to have visibly defined biceps. Uh, you know, I want to, I want my leg muscles to whatever it is, like anything visually that you see, that's a vanity metric. And the reason why those don't work is number one, it's not a deep enough reason to hold you accountable. Wanting abs is not a deep enough reason to hold you accountable to what is going to be required from you in order to get that. Because it's shallow. You want abs so you can look hot. You don't want abs so that you'll live 10 years longer. You don't want abs so that you can digest food better and you don't have gastrointestinal issues, right? (laughs) It's vanity. Same Same with losing weight or gaining weight, you know, making weight gains. So instead, what I do is I make goals around accomplishments uh, or just around general health terms. So I want to get stronger. I want to get more flexible. I want to increase my stamina, my my, uh, flexibility, my endurance, uh, you know, those types of things. Or you could say, you know, I want to run a marathon. I want to switch to eating vegan and create a plan to eventually do that. Uh, Because the other part of setting goals is you can't go 100% right away. Like very often that does not 
help. So you have to find a way to slowly integrate it into your habits, into your cycle and rhythm of life so that eventually it's just what you do rather than this big goal that you're trying to achieve, okay? The other part of that is getting around people who are growth-oriented, who also have things they're working on, who are motivated and you know they, they follow through on, on what they say they're going to do and doing it in a way that's actually sustainable. Um, like for me, I've been eating mostly vegan for like four years now and it's great. Um, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I just tried to go all the way right at the beginning. But, you know, it's, it's not our fault that this is the expectation that we have of ourselves and that we have of the results that we're supposed to get from making certain changes because we have been sold by the diet industry and the fitness industry, companies like Beachbody and Weight Watchers and, you know, everything in between, that if you do these things for 90 days, you will see these results. And if you do this for 30 days or this for two weeks, a 60 second abs and all these things, it's all marketing. But marketing lies. Like marketing so often is a lie or it creates this idea of what you're going to get. Obviously, 60 second abs isn't you'll get abs in 60 seconds. It's like, oh, these little 60 second workouts do this for one minute, you know, and then you do that consistently and then you'll get better abs and whatever. But it's like in your mind, in your brain, it just hears 60 second abs. It hears P90X. And it's actually, it's actually weird timing because the diet and exercise industry is finally having a challenge in their demographic. They are not making, obviously there's a ton of money to be made in this industry. Like it's still a multi-billion dollar industry. But what is interesting is the co-founder and CEO of Beachbody wrote a, an open letter to their stakeholder, well, not to their stakeholders, to their like email list, right? Uh, explaining why they are going to rebrand themselves to body, B-O-D-I, because it is still 2009. Um, I don't know, this guy who has ran the company for like 25 years, I, I think he just needs to be done because even this rebrand is like very cringy. Um, like body with an eye is just not something that anyone wants to see. But in this letter, it was like oozing with this sense of reluctancy and pretending to have compassion and empathy with the issues that their company created. He doesn't take accountability for creating this unrealistic body standard. He dances around the, oh, maybe for some people we contributed partially to blah, qualifier, qualifier, qualifier. But basically what I did in some research was um, I found out that they reported for the past two quarters now, they're a public company. 
they reported a 20% loss in annual revenue compared to Q2 and Q3 of 2021. This company used to be worth over $200 million. Now it's worth like $185 million. Its stock price is like not even a dollar. <laughs> so times are tough, okay, for the Beachbody company. And you know what? It's about time. It's about time that these companies realize that people no longer want to be taken advantage of and manipulated. And you know what is hilarious? This guy said that in his little letter. He's like, people don't want to be manipulated and told that they're not good enough. It's like, well, geez, what, why, who, what do you think we're fighting against? We're fighting back against an idea that you've been selling for 25 years and profiting from handsomely. And now that you're not profiting anymore, you've decided to change. Well, I think that's less about how you've made people feel and more about that 20% decrease. I don't know. I'm just an economics major. What do I know? So there's that part. Then another thing that is happening recently. So obviously everything that's going on with Twitter is like insane where you can just pay for a, a verification and pretend to be whoever you want. So there are people who have like pretended to be the Weight Watchers Twitter account and post these like hilarious like tweets that's like, okay, we would like to formally apologize for all the eating disorders we caused. It's pretty messed up that your mom signed you up to our program when you were 12. We're going out of business because Gen Z doesn't hate themselves as much as their moms did. <laughs> so funny. People are basically using this to like troll these companies and you know what? It's just like, it's true that these companies are the reasons why so many people have disordered eating patterns. It's hard enough, okay, to have a healthy relationship with yourself, to set realistic goals, to figure out what to eat and how to exercise and all of that. Like, it's difficult enough living in, in this culture. But what makes it even harder are companies who have been, for the past two decades, creating insecurities for people, profiting from those insecurities, and selling them a insanely unrealistic solution to this problem. And as someone who, for the past five years, has been creating sustainable programs and approaches to health mindset, developing characteristics of confidence and courage. I just, I really hope that we are at a point culturally where some of these businesses will actually go under because you don't deserve to have a successful business if after 25 years of shaming people into exercising and creating this unrealistic ideal and giving people disorders, it takes a 20% decrease in your annual revenue to finally be like, hmm, maybe this, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. You should have been paying attention all along. You should have been paying attention and writing your letter at the rise of eating disorders. When And, and, and where were you in 2012 when the body positivity movement even started. 
all this literally feels like if the CEO of like ExxonMobil were to come out and be like, you know what? We have decided out of the kindness of our hearts and the pureness of our of our intentions to transition from oil and gas to wind and solar, but only after using up all of the resources. That's what this feels like. It feels like if we were to run out of oil and gas for an oil and gas company to be like, you know what, we're, we've changed our mind. We think it's better for the planet. <laughs> We think it's better for the planet, actually, uh, to do wind and solar. It's like, oh, really? Do you think that? Do you think that now after you've you've like milked that other product line for all it's worth and ruined the environment? Now you're going to go to something sustainable. That's exactly how it feels. It's like, OK, so now that you have milked this marketing angle for all it's worth and shamed people into having all kinds of eating disorders and fear of, of gaining weight and, and all of these things. Orthorexia probably started from a lot of these companies. Now that people are no longer participating in that anymore, now you think you have a moral obligation to teach things like inclusive diets and intuitive eating and realizing that it's possible to eat dessert without it being, you know, what the, he said something about like guilt-free dessert stuff. It's just like, dude, shut up. Shut up. You, <laughs> it reminds me of that meme of that really old guy with like the hat. And he's like, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> he's like this old man in high school. <laughs> he's like, hello, fellow kids. It's like, stop pretending. We all know you don't believe this. We all know that this doesn't matter to you. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked because I am passionate about this. But as someone who really believes in sustainability and, you know, resisting these types of messages, I find it very, it, it feels good to see that they are hurting in their their revenue is hurting. And yeah, on the surface, it's like, oh, it's a good thing that, you know, Weight Watchers rebranded to WW or something. And now they're trying to be about wellness. And now Beachbody is rebranding to body with an I, which is just as bad as like using a Z instead of an S, but we're going to leave that there. I get it that it's better for humanity that they are switching their business model, but at the end of the day, they just want a business model that works. They don't care about your actual health because if they did, like no one would recommend the things that they recommended. Anyway, so all that to say, when you think about whatever New Year's resolution you might be setting, and, and I think it's fine, again, to set a New Year's intention or a resolution or something, but remember that like you need to go slowly and you can ramp yourself up to wherever you want to be. So let's say you have a goal of going vegan, or even you have a goal of eating meat three times less per week or something like that. Like ramp yourself up. Start slowly. Don't expect 
to go 100% straight out the gate and and sustain that in perpetuity. Like, why would you ever think that that's going to work? You are setting yourself up to fail. And it's companies like this that has have, have taught you that something like that is even possible. It's not. It, it's not. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening as always. And I will catch you in the next one.